Friends can let friends adopt away too many cats. Friends can let friends spill the tea, the cheese, the gag. Friends can let friends sing while drunk off their ass. But friends don't let friends make a podcast. Hey, everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> so... Tori just got her top wisdom teeth taken out. But we need to record an episode. Yup. Because we didn't do one for Easter break because duh. Yeah, so she's really high right now. <laughs> um, but that's Travis Tori like, over there. We literally just left the dentist. Yeah, we've been there since nine and we just left. Yeah. Um uh, what did you call me? Travis Tory. I like that. Because William mm-hmm. Travis. Nice. I had yours last night. You oh. Santa Angelica. There you go. Good. And this That's is episode, episode 28, 28 of, of Friends Don't Let Friends Make a Podcast. So there you, go. there you go. We're talking about the Alamo today. I definitely haven't researched this, and Tori's definitely really high. But I can read it off my phone. Can you? <laughs> let's see Let's see what I got. You make me want to not be sober as well. <laughs> so let's start with 15 facts of the Battle of the Alamo. Oh, first of all, for anyone who lives in Texas, you know about the Alamo. But did you know that it's racist? <laughs> Bet you didn't. Because it is. Literally, its entire origins are built on racism, but it's fine. I mean, it started as a church. We know what the Spaniards were doing with their churches in the South. Like, What were they doing? They were assimilating Native people into Catholicism when they didn't want to be assimilated. They were ruining Native cultures to press their Spanish ways. Like, that's just history right there. It started with Columbus and continued forever. I don't even remember falling asleep before they took my teeth out. Oh! I don't remember falling asleep. Did you? I think so. You may have just been that. They they said they covered my eyes, but I don't remember falling asleep. Maybe you didn't fall asleep when you were waking up. No, they don't do that. I don't know what they do. I've never had oral surgery. I've never had any kind of surgery. Alright, so. 15 facts about the Alamo. Yeah. Battle at the Alamo. Oh. Not, not just the Alamo. Oh. Short description. Uh, I got this from Thought Co. I'm sorry, who? Thought Co. Thought Co. Dot com. Got it. So, short description. The Alamo was the site of a battle. Thank you. That took place during Texas's bid for independence from Mexico. Yes. All defenders were killed. Yep. But within six weeks, the op- opposing leader, Santa Ana, was yes. captured. Yes. Where was he captured, Tori? It doesn't say. But do you know that from history class? Uh, no. Do you know that? Yeah. Where? San Jacinto. San Jacinto was the last battle of the Texas Revolution, and that's where they captured Santa Ana and where they signed the peace treaty. Right after the Battle of the Alamo? Yes, like a week after or something like that. Okay. So. How long did the Battle of the Alamo last? I'm trying 
trying to shoot. Oh, hi, Oliver. Mommy. 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 I, I don't know. Do you know how long the battle was? was? 13 days. It was a 13-day siege. Mommy. But the actual, like, Mommy. battle itself Mommy. where everyone died, I think, lasted, like, two hours. Mommy. Yes? He took his shoes off the dog. Oh, you didn't see him? I said, oh. Oh, I thought you said, I know. Uh, key players yes. were Santa Ana, who yep. is the president of Mexico, yep. William Travis, David Crockett, and Jim Bowie. Have you ever heard? This is very off topic. I'm just going to be the off topic one today, I guess. Which is funny considering that I'm not the one on lots of painkillers. Yeah. But, um,. Did you ever hear that song about Davy Crockett? No. There used to be a show on like Disney Channel in like the 70s about Daisy Davy Crockett. And so the theme song was like, Davy, Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. <laughs> and it like had all these things where he was like wrestling a bear by the age of three or something and like all this stuff. Uh, yeah, I used to know like everywhere to that song. What age were you when you heard that? Oh, five or six. And you still remember it? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I can't remember things that happened yesterday. Well, you also couldn't remember falling asleep at the dentist's office, which was about an hour ago, so... How long did you wait? I don't know. Like, 20 minutes? Like, 30 minutes to an hour. Gross. I mean, you went back at, like, 11.45, 11.30, we didn't leave until 12.20, we said. It's almost an hour. Alright. Anyway. So, March 6, 1836. Yep. Independence. Independence. Uh, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> locations: San Antonio, Texas. Yay! Go runners. <laughs> <laughs> independence. Although the independence of the Texas Re Republic uh -huh. was declared two days before the battle, uh -huh. the defenders did not hear of it, and it was not achieved until 1848 under the Treaty of. Hidalgo, Guadalupe. Okay. Ethnic makeup. Travis's forces at the Alamo comprised several different ethnicities. Texian. Texian? Texian. Okay. People born in Texas. Tejano. Mexican Americans. Europeans. African Americans. And the recent newcomers from the United States. The basic story of the Alamo is that the rebellious Texans had captured the city of San Antonio, their bear. Mon okay. The, yeah, yeah. The bear. Maybe that means like the bear, like Bear County. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, modern day San Antonio, Texas, is in a battle in December 1835 and afterward had finished, no, fortified the Alamo, a fortress, like, foreign mission in the center of town. 
did I say, did we already say that I got my wisdom teeth out? Yes, we did. Okay, I was like, did, maybe I should say that because they don't know if it's going to be mouthful. Yeah, no, we said that at the very beginning okay. of the episode. And if it sounds mouthful, it's because there's gauze coming out of my mouth. Because you got tiny sheep in there's your head. There's tiny sheep in my head. Um, wow. Mexican General Santa Ana appeared in, sh- in short order at the head of a massive army and laid siege to the Alamo. Okay. He attacked on March 6, 1836. Um, yeah. All right. None of the defenders survived. Yeah. And it took two... He attacked on March 6, 1836, overrunning the approximately 200 defenders in less than two hours. I told you. Okay. Fact number one. We're just now getting to the facts? That was the history, I guess. Oh, got it. The fast, yeah, the fast facts. The first fact is the Alamo battle was not about Texan independence. It wasn't. Mexico gained independence from Spain in 1821. Tell them, Oliver. And at the time, Texas, or Texas, was part of Mexico. In 1824, Mexico's leaders wrote a federalist constitution. Not Oliver, I'm trying to tell a story. Not much different from that of the United States and thousands of people from the U.S. moved into the region. Yes. The new colonialist... Colonists? Yeah. Colonists? Colonists? How do you know it's not colonialist? It's not a word. It's not? Oh. No. Brought slavery with them. And in 1824, <laughs> the Mexican government outlawed slavery, yep. specifically to discourage that influx of white people. Since slavery was not an issue in Mexico, but 1835, there were 30,000 Anglo Americans called Texians in Texas, and only 7,800. 7,800 Texas Mexicans Tejanos. Okay. In 1832, General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana took control of the Mexican government and he annulled the Constitution and set up centralist control. Are we dropping off my prescriptions? Yes. Okay. No, just going for a drive. I thought we would, uh, maybe. No, I'm dropping off your prescription. Did you tell me that? Yes, I did. I don't remember that. Okay. <laughs> uh, some te- Texians and Tejanos wanted... Did I already read the top part of this? About the slavery thing? Uh, I don't know. I'll read it again. Oh, no. In 1832, General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana took control of the Mexican government... And he annulled the Constitution yes. and set oh, whoa, whoa. and set up centralist control. Did I say that part? Yes. Okay. Some text, Texians, people don't know how to drive and they're getting in line. So cut through right there. 
and you can pass the post. Um, some Texians and Tejanos wanted the Federalist Constitution back. Some wanted centralist control to be based in Mexico. That was that was the main basis for the turmoil in Texas, not the independence. Okay. Got it? Sure. I'm going the wrong way. I don't know how to drive either. Apparently. The Texans weren't supposed to defend the Alamo. They weren't? San Antonio was captured by, by rebellious Texans in December 1835. This car is not even letting you well, go. Well, it's because I'm going the wrong way. That was my bad. But, okay. In December 1835. General Sam Houston felt that holiday, no, <laughs> that hold, that holding San Antonio was impossible and unnecessary as most of the settlements of the rebellious Texans were, oh no. Can we put a pin in this for a minute? Wait. Oh, okay. The rebellious Texans were far to the east. So, then... Houston went sent Jim Bowie to San Antonio. Yeah. His orders were to destroy the Alamo and return with all of the men and artillery stationed there. Once he saw the fort's defenses, Bowie decided to ignore Houston's orders, having the having become convinced of the need to defend the city. So basically. Had they listened to their general, as you're supposed to do in the military, all of this would have and could have been avoided. That's what I'm getting from this so far. So what did you do? Destroy the animal and return with all the manuscripts. So, yeah, so had they listened they followed directions to just destroy it yep. and be- come back and be fine. Yep. But he thought they, I need to defend this and save it, right? Yeah. Okay. Three, the defenders experienced internal tension. Did did we already say our nicknames? Did, Did I get mine right? Okay. He wants, yeah. The official commander of the Alamo was James Neal. He left on family matters, however, leaving in charge Lieutenant Colonel William Travis, a ne'er-do-well and slave owner who has who had no military experience. Um, now had no military reputation before the Alamo. Great. Love that. The problem was that about half of the men that were not listed were not enlisted as soldiers. But, There's no more. But volunteers who technically could could come, go, and do as they pleased. These men only listened to Jim Bowie. There's no more. Who disliked Travis and often refused to follow his orders. Great. Love that. This tense situation was resolved by three events. The advance of a common enemy, the Mexican army, the arrival of the 
charismatic and famous Davy Crockett. Davy, Davy Crockett. Uh -huh. King of the wild frontier. Same. <laughs> I'm going to do that every time you mention his name. Okay. Who proved very skilled at diffusing the tension between Travis and Bowie. Mm -hmm. And Bowie's... Isn't it Bowie? Oh, yeah. I think that's what they were saying. I've always okay. heard it as Bowie. I heard, I don't know. It's spelled exactly like it's Bowie. It's spelled like Bowie, but I've always heard it as okay. like Bowie knife. And Bowie's illness just before the battle. Oh, yeah, he was sick. I forgot about that. He, like, died before even the battle happened. Yeah. And then... Or four. they killed him in his bed, something like that. He wasn't right. Four. We're only on four of fifteen. They could have escaped had they wished. Santa Ana's army arrived in San Antonio in late February 1836, seeing the massive Mexican army on their doorstep. The Texan defenders hastily uh, hastily retreated to the well-fortified Alamo. During the first couple of days, however, Santa Ana made no attempt to seal the exits from the Alamo and the town. The defenders could very easily have slipped away if in the night if they had so desired. But they remained, trusting their defenses and their skill with their long, lethal long rifles. In the end, it would not be enough. 5. The defenders died believing reinforcements were on the way. Lieutenant Trip. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Lieutenant Travis said, Repeated message requests to, to Colonel James Fannin yes. in Goliath, about 90 miles to the east, for reinforcements, and he had no reason to suspect that Fannin would not come. Every day, except for the fact that they weren't supposed to be in the Alamo anyway, and Sam Houston was probably like, No, don't send them troops, they're not yeah. supposed to be there to begin with. Let them suffer. <laughs> Every day during the siege, the defenders of the Alamo looked for Fannin and his men, but they never arrived. Sucks. Fannin had decided that the logistics of reaching the Alamo in time were impossible, and in any event, his 300 or so men would not make a difference against the Mexican army and its 2,000 children. There were many Mexicans among the defenders. This is number six. Oh, okay. It's a common misconception that the Texans... I thought you said a communist conception. Yeah, I was like, Same. that too. Uh, it, that the Texans who rose up against Mexico were all settlers from the U.S. who decided on independence. There were many native Texans, Mexican nationalists referred to as Tejanos, who joined... Who joined the movement and fought very every bit as bravely as their Anglo companions. Both sides included prominent Mexican citizens. Among the 187 men in Travis's force who died were 13 native-born Texans, 11 of Mexican descent. There were 41 Europeans, two African Americans, and the rest were Americans from the United States. Sa yeah, Santa Ana's forces included a mix of former Spanish citizens, Spanish, Mexican, Creole, Creolos, and Mezitos. Mestizos. 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 And 
several indigenous young men sent from the interior of Mexico. Victoria, if you ever did become a teacher, I'd want you to teach history. Okay, why? It's so funny. Why? It'd be funny if you had your Why? Because I don't know history? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd try so hard. I would. <laughs> That'd be the class I'd do. That is science. I love science. Seven. They weren't fighting for independence. Take it, take it, take it, take it. It's just a little pee. It was a wild turn. Usually I go all the way, but the bus was there. Oh, I hear my nose is numb. It's asleep, <laughs> but not on this side. Conspiracy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what to say to that. They numbed your nose too. Yeah. Yeah. Only on one side. Yeah. They had. They, you had a tooth growing in your nose. Mm-hmm. And you had to get that out too. Imagine. Dude. <laughs> you eat Instead of growing down, it like went up. <laughs> Fully formed, but the opposite <laughs> way. <laughs> Haven't you ever felt it hitting your nose ring? Like, <laughs> it's probably uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Seven. <laughs> they weren't fighting for independence. We already said that. That was number one. No. I share. Uh, it was not about Texan independence. Maybe it says something Same. different. Maybe it says something different. Many of the defenders of the animal believed in independence for Texas, but the leaders had not declared independence from Mexico yet. It was on March 2nd, it's green, 1836, that delegates meeting in Washington on the Brazos family, no, on the Brazos, formally declared independence from Mexico. Meanwhile, the animal had been under siege for days, and it fell early on March 6th, with the defenders never knowing that independence had been formally declared a few days before. RIP! So then why were they even fighting? Because they didn't know, and they didn't tell them. But like, but why did they begin fighting in the first place, is my question, if it wasn't about independence? I don't know. Is it just because of the slavery thing? Like... I don't know. Dumb. Dumb. Although Texas declared itself independent Republic in 1836, the Mexican state did not recognize Texas until the signing of the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo in ni- no, 1848. Number eight. No one knows what happened to Davy Crockett. Davy, Davy Crockett. King of the wild frontier. <laughs> Davy Crockett. Davy. <laughs> no, not Davy Crockett. A famous... Frontiersman and former U.S. congressman was the highest... Oh, he was a congressman. I forgot about that. He was the highest profile defender to fall at the Alamo. Crockett's fate is unclear, according to Jose Enrique de la Benefia. Sure. One of Santa Ana's officers, a handful of prisoners, including Crockett, were taken after the battle and put to death. So he died regardless. We just don't know whether he died in battle or later. There's more, but I'm going to pause that.
I'm ready. All right. So, I have taken a nap. We've all taken a nap. We've all taken a nap. I took, I'm still super tired. <laughs> I know. I took 600 milligrams of ibuprofen, and the gauze is out of my mouth. <laughs> no more tiny sheep. <laughs> yeah, no more tiny sheep in my head. <laughs> we are good. We are yeah. good to go. All right. So, we're going to start. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to start back up. The mayor of San Antonio, Harvey, claimed to have seen Crockett dead. I gotta cook him, buddy. <laughs> he wants food. I yeah. Boys. He's starving. I know. We never I feed never. him. He ate all the nuggets I made. I had like five, and he's still hungry. I gotta cook it. Quit handing me the plate. Eat your strawberries. You had to have. Strawberries. All right. The mayor claimed. The mayor claimed to see David Crockett dead among the other defenders. And he had met Crockett before the battle. When, it, when, whether he fell in battle or was captured and execute, executed, Crockett fought bravely. Please stop. And did not survive the battle of the hour. <laughs> Number nine. Oh God. This one says. How long is this episode so far? Not that long. I'll check in a minute. Um. This one says Travis drew a dirt in the line, maybe, but yeah. I, I learned to put a little bit of science that never happened. Oh, okay, well then there you go. So, then moving on to number 10. Yeah. <laughs> 10 is not everyone died at the Alamo. Not everyone in the fort was killed. Most of the survivors were women, children, servants, and slaves. That doesn't count. That's so stupid. <laughs> that doesn't count. That can't be a fact. That doesn't count. Okay. Then let's skip. 11. I'm mad about that. I'm mad that they included that. Like... <laughs> obviously, when everyone says everyone died in the Alamo, they're obviously we're only talking, talking about, about the, the soldiers. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. I hate the internet. Okay. So this one, who won the Battle of the Alamo? Santa Ana. Mexican dictator and General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana won the Battle of the Alamo, taking back the city of San Antonio and putting the Texans on notice that the war would be won without quarter. So many of his officers believed he had paid too high a price. Some 600 Mexican soldiers died in the battle, compared to roughly 200 rebellious Texans. Furthermore, <laughs> the brave defense of the Alamo caused many more rebels to join the Texas army. And in the end, Santa Ana lost the war, going down in defeat without, within six weeks. So then he did lose. Yeah. So this title. He won the Battle of the Alamo, but obviously because everyone else died. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. What are these 15 facts? Like, as if nobody knows this. I know. Mad. Okay. Um, some rebels <laughs> snuck into the Alamo. So we're going to skip that one. Yup. <laughs> the source of Remember the Alamo. After the Battle of the Alamo, the soldiers under Sam Houston's command were the only obstacle between Santa Ana's attempt to reincorporate Texas into Mexico. Okay, let me see. Um, after that, Houston was indecisive, lacking a clear plan to meet the Mexican army, but by either chance or design, he met Santa Ana at San Jacinto on April 21st, Overtaking his his forces and capturing him as he retreated south, Houston's men were the first to shout, remember the Alamo. Remember. 
remember who you are, Simba. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, so that face alone. The Alamo was not preserved in place. Oh yeah, I think that's true. It's like in a different spot now or something, or like most of it is burned down or something, except for like the front. I think the front of it's the only thing that's actually still real. I think so. The top's not even real. Yeah, they, they added they had that. To redo it. Yeah. Well, no, but that was never there. Oh. That like part that everyone knows. Oh. <laughs> that was never. Wow! Part of it. Fake news. Uh huh. They. I learned that in political uh-huh. science. He was like, that was never part of it. <laughs> they just added that later on. Love that. So in early April 1836, Santa Ana had the structural oh. elements of the Alamo burned, and the site yeah. was left in ruins. Um, in moons for the next several decades as Texas became first a republic then a state it was rebuilt by Madge E.B. Babbitt in 1854 but then the Civil War interrupted not until not until the late 1890s did two women Adina oh this is what we learned about Adina Dezavala and Claire Driscoll collaborate to preserve the Alamo they and the daughters of the Republic of Texas started a movement to rebuild the monument to its 1836 configuration. So that's why everything in San Antonio That yeah, that makes sense. I was wondering who those people were. Well, I was like, they had to have been wait, somebody. Say that again. Sorry. I was like, so that's why everyone in San Antonio or everything in San Antonio is named after Jezebel or Driscoll, and I was wondering who they were. Like, I didn't know. Figured they were men, since Same. that's what everything else is named after, but whatever. Yeah, well, that's now, cool. Now okay. we know. Two women. So, 15 and the last one. The 350-year-old Alamo was a fort for only a decade. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so. Cool, and I got that from Thoughtco. So the next one we're going to talk about. Jacinto. <laughs> They're cooking, Oliver. We're going to talk about San Jacinto. Ten interesting... Did you say San Jacinto or Jacinto? Jacinto. Did you learn it like that in school? Probably. Because I always heard it Jacinto, Jacinto, but I grew up in a super white town, so it's probably Jacinto, because that would make sense, yeah. because it's south. Yes. But I've always, like, all of my white teachers, San Jacinto. No. <laughs> um... So yeah, it took place, it, no, which takes its name from the San Jacinto River, uh-huh. took place April 21st, 1836, in present-day Harris County, Texas. Austin area? Yeah, I think so. Or Houston area. I don't know, they both Travis have... and Harris are the two counties oh, yeah, yeah. for either Austin Travis or Houston. Travis is or Austin. Or okay. I always get them confused. Dude, me too. Me too. But yeah, I know Travis is Austin, because I was like, that's weird. Right? Like, that's a right? whole name. <laughs> what, buddy? It's a whole name. It's a whole name. <laughs> um, why would you start it? <laughs> You're right. It's been in there. It's fine. It'll be fine. I'll start it later. It's fine. I just wanted to move it. Okay. Anyway. Um, I'm so pleased. Part of the Texas, Re- Texas Revolution in 1835 to 36... It was fought between a Mexican army led by General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana yep. and the Texan Texian force of San Houston. It's weird, Texian. Yeah. Um, just Is say, this the same website? The, no, this one's... I don't know. Le, Lernodo 
Dash-newtonic.com. Alrighty then. Yeah, I saw that earlier. I was like, yes. Um, in one of the most one-sided battles in history, the Texas soldiers crushed Santa Ana's men in 18 minutes, ensuring the success of the revolution. Known about the cause, <laughs> know about the cause, events, and outcomes, and the ten interesting effects. 18 minutes. I have to turn this fan down. Yeah, that's fine. So, the long one? No. It's a short one. So, the first one is Battle of San Jacinto was part of the Texas Revolution. Well, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> also, this is what the first one I clicked on when I oh, searched got it. it. So, um, following the Mexican War of Independence, Against Spain, Texas became a part of Mexico due to the influx of immigrants from the United States. Soon, the Americans outnumbered the resident Mexicans in the region, and in the 1830s, under President Santa Ana, the Mexican government shifted away from federalism and towards centralism. The 1824 Constitution of Mexico was repealed, and a provisional centralist system was established. This angered the Federalists. Oh, I'm sure. In Texas, leading to unrest in the region, which the Mexican authorities blamed on the U.S. immigrants in October 1835, Texians attacked the Mexican troops, thus initiating the Texas Revolution. And this is the flag. It's blue with this one yellow oh, star yes. in the mar I'm in the middle. Very distracted by Lulu over I, here. <laughs> I, of this whole show, I hate Lulu the most. Yeah. Um. Number two, it was preceded by Texian defeat at the Battle of the Alamo and the Goliad Massacre. On March 6, 1836, a Mexican army led by Santa Ana recaptured the Alamo located in San Antonio. The Alamo had been previously captured by the Texans and San An- Santa Ana. I keep wanting to say either like Santa or San, San Antonio. <laughs> Santa. Santa. There was one word written on the inside of the Alamo when they arrived. Santa. <laughs> no one's going to get that. No, literally no one. <laughs> Go to Creepypasta and read the bell. But they're still not going to get it, but oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's where it's from. But that's, kind yeah. of. It's from a very specific road trip that yeah, we shared while listening trip. to that. Yeah. <laughs> At like 3 in the morning. Like four years ago, I too. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Um, <laughs> okay, Santa Ana had vowed revenge and ordered his troops to take no prisoners. All 108... Holy Santa... No, but I keep wanting to just say Santa. Oh, just Santa, <laughs> just Santa. Okay. I was like... <laughs> but, like... <laughs> so, by the Texians and Santa had oh, vowed revenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, if I do that in a little bit... That's fine. That's yeah. what it is. You, you got your teeth out today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm missing four teeth now. It's fine. Gross. Yeah. All 182 to 257 Texians involved in the Battle of the Alamo were killed, but they did provide... Brave resistance before falling. Also, (laughs) racist agenda. They wanted to keep slavery in Texas, even though Mexico had banned it. Got it, whatever. No big deal. Um, Also, on March 27th, the Goliad Massacre took place in which around 350 Texian captives who had surrendered at Battle of Colido were killed by the Mexican army under orders of Santa Ana. The Texian, this is number three. 
Texan forces at the Battle of San Jacinto were led by Sam Houston. On March 2nd, uh, the government signed the Texas Declaration of Independence. During this convention, Samuel Sam Houston <laughs> was selected commander-in-chief. Um, I don't think really anyone cares about that. Number four, Sam's Houston. Sam Houston's unit was the last hope for the Texas Revolution. Yeah. The survivors of the Alamo brought news that the Mexican army was marching towards Texian settlements. The survivors of the Alamo. You mean all the women? Uh, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> the slaves. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> we just learned that there were none. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, what do we say? This led to the runaway scrape in which the army interim government of Texas and much of the civilian. <laughs> it's cooking, buddy. It's cooking. Thank you. Uh, civilian population fled eastward to avoid the Mexican troops. As Sam Houston and his army retreated along with the civilians, he learned about the defeat of the Texian forces led by James Fannin at the Battle of Colito. He thus what knew... Is that? I've never heard of the Battle of Colito. Me no. I also hate Texas history. <laughs> it is my least favorite of all the histories. I gotta cook it, buddy. It's in the oven. It's in the oven. Remember where you fell earlier? It's in there. Did you hear him cry earlier? Uh-uh. So you know how he's trying to climb the chairs? Oh, yeah. He did that on the oven, and the door opened, and he fell. And I was like, what did I tell you? <laughs> um, he thus knew that his army was the last hope for success for the Texas Revolution. Five, Santa Ana pursued the retreating Texian army to end the revolution. Okay. Sam Houston was aware that his ill-trained force was capable for only one good battle, and thus he continued to avoid engagement, and his army retreated. Many in his ranks wanted to get involved in combat, and while thought he was a coward... No. What? Huh? I said while. Oh. Uh, many in his ranks wanted to get involved in combat and thought he was a coward. Meanwhile, Santa Ana left only a small force to hold the Alamo and marched to capture the interim Texas government, but his effort came a few hours after the Texian officials had escaped. But the Texas government forced uh, what? forced off the mainland. Santa Ana believed it was the ideal opportunity to put a decisive end to the revolution and became determined to block the Texas Army's retreat. Okay. Number six. Out of how many? I'm hoping ten. <laughs> is this your knee? That is. Yes, only ten. Okay. <laughs> um, let me see. The battle takes its name from the San Jacinto River. Yes. Not going to read that one. That was literally said <laughs> in the very beginning. Number seven. The Mexican force outnumbered the Texian by more than 400 men. Not going to read that one because it's okay. pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight. We also just heard about this. Great. The Battle of San Jacinto lasted for just 18 minutes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it started around 4.30 and then remember the Alamo and then was shouted and then the battle lasted for just 18 minutes. So that's all they needed was remember the Alamo and then they were like, yeah. yeah! And they and then, all over the Mexicans. Got it. It says 650, one of the most... 
one of the most, it's been called one of the most one-sided victories in history. 650 Mexican soldiers were killed and 300 captured in Compisar... Com- I'm sorry. Compis- Compisarian. <laughs> Comparison. Only 11 Texans died while 30 others included... I need to say this word, Texan. I Texans hate that. Died while 30 that. others, including Houston, were wounded. I have a book upstairs called The Eagle and the Raven, I think. And on the cover, it has that painting that it just showed of like, that one. Mm-hmm. And it's about the Texas Revolution. And I don't know whether it's a novel or like if it's just like a book. <laughs> But I have it. I, st- I took it from my dad. <laughs> I give it back. Yeah. No. Yeah, you don't even like, like, you don't even like Texas, is But it's it? nostalgic for me. I always wanted that book whenever I was younger. Got it. I always wanted to read it. And I've never read it. And I'm never going to. Got it. But it will be in my future classroom for all my nerd kids to read. Okay. Number nine. The Battle of San Jacinto was the decisive battle of the Texas Revolution. Again, yeah, because it was the last one, and the Texans won it. Like, yeah. Which else, which other one would have been the deciding? Yeah, it says it. Success in the Battle of... This is the last sentence. Success in the Battle of San Jacinto thus ensured the excess of the Texas Revolution. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't know this. San Jacinto Day is an official holiday in Texas. What? Okay, that's so, cool. Um, let me see. Intermittent conflicts between Texas and Mexico continued in the 1840s till the Republic of Texas was incorporated into the United States as the 20th state on December 29th, 1845. 41. Oh, shoot. Good thing I'm not a history teacher. Right? <laughs> The San I was so confident about that. <laughs> uh, the San Jacinto Battleground State Historic Site was designated a National Historic Landmark in 1960. It includes the 570 foot uh, or 170 meters San Jacinto Monument, which was built in 1939 and is the world's tallest masonry column. April 21st. Oh, we just passed it. Um, I don't know. Is it that? Thing up there? That? No, <laughs> that one. Yeah, that's it. That's neat. I love how Texas decided to look at Washington, D.C., and they're like, we're going to do that exact design, but bigger. And with a star on top. <laughs> yeah, because it looks exactly like the Washington Monument. Yeah, just it does. With a star. Same with our Capitol building. Yes. This Texas yes. State Capitol building looks exactly like, like the, the one in D.C., yeah. but it's taller and it's pink. Like, that's it. <laughs> Because everything's bigger in Texas. I freaking guess. Um, let me see. Um, April 21st is celebrated as San Jacinto Day, and it's an official holiday in the state of Texas. An annual festival, which includes a reenactment of the battle, is held at the site of the Battle of San Jacinto during the celebration. Hmm. So we just passed it. There you go. Heard nothing about it. I know. Maybe they have something for Fiesta, but since we don't do Fiesta. Oh, Maybe. And that's all I got. So I don't know if I covered the racism on the, the Alamo, so why don't you give us a quick tidbit what you know. Well, basically, it's... Okay, the whole idea... Hold on, buddy. Hold on, buddy. ...of the Alamo was built on a bit of racism, because like I said, it started as a church in the 16th, 1700s. Um, and, you know, this was just Spain coming in, trying to convert 
the indigenous people into Catholicism. So that's already an issue. Um, forced assimilation's never fun. But then also, we did talk about it a little bit, it was the first fact of the Alamo, was that the reason that that whole battle started wasn't for independence, which is what is told all the time, it was the fact that the white people, the Anglo people coming in from the United States wanted to keep their slaves, but slavery had already been outlawed in Mexico, and Texas was a part of Mexico, so all the Anglos that were here were mad about it, and so they started a war over it, essentially. Like, it was never really in the name of independence. But was it independent so we could keep our slaves? Yes. Okay. It was independent so we could keep, so they could keep their slaves, yeah. Oh. It wasn't just independence, because Mexico wasn't really tyrannical in any way, you know what I'm saying? Like, they weren't, it wasn't really, like, a dictatorship. It wasn't like they were necessarily a bad government, you know? But, and you also have to remember, too, the people who kind of started this revolution weren't the people that already were born and raised in Texas. It was these Anglo people who were coming in from outside of the state anyway who kind of had no business being in Texas in the first place, you know? So it's like, mmm... So, how come, maybe you know, maybe don't, how come, since we did get our independence anyway, like, why didn't we keep our slaves? We did. Until when? The Civil War. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm uncultured. I'm no, you're fine, yeah, we did, for sure. Oh, mm -hmm. and then, so was the Civil, like, okay, I also don't know what the Civil War was about. The Civil War was about slavery, also. So civil war means like within itself, right? Yes. That was whatever the southern states of the United States seceded. And because, again, they were pro-slavery, they wanted to keep their slaves, whatever. While the north uh, was very abolitionist, and so there was a huge conflict with that. And so the southern states seceded, and through the secession, they, there was a war that was started. But it was essentially over the whether or not slavery should still be permitted in the United States. Oh. And it lasted for five years. The South lost. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, the Confederate flag that, like, you see? Yeah. That's from the Civil War. That's for and slavery, it's, right? Yeah, exactly. That was the Southern states' flag so. under Robert E. Lee. That's why a lot of people don't like that the Confederate flag is flown, because it's such a symbol for that, for, like, the slavery and stuff like that, and trying to keep that ideal. So, South... Had slavery. Yes. Well, the North did too, well, but a lot of them were getting rid of their yeah. slaves or freeing their slaves, whatever, um, to the point that it was pretty much already completely out of the North. Yeah. But the South was still very strong. Because also you have to look at... Hold on, buddy, hold on. ...why the slaves were being used. Because the majority of the time, people who owned a lot of slaves, it was to tend major farmland. Mm -hmm. And all the plantations were in the South... Because this is where the soil was better to grow things like cotton and sugar and stuff like that. So yeah. it was all in the southern states. Whereas in the north, in like northeast, that area, you know, New York, Maine, uh, the Carolinas, or not the Carolinas, everything north of Virginia, because Virginia is technically a southern state for some reason, okay. everything north of Virginia, their soil wasn't as good. So they couldn't have these large-scale plantations. So they used their slaves more as, like, housekeepers, kind okay. of, like butler's maids, like that kind of thing. So they didn't really have as much need. Whereas in the South, there wasn't anybody to work 
Well, there was, but people weren't going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Whereas this was free labor, essentially, that you could do whatever you wanted with. And it was very large scale. So that's why they wanted to keep the slavery thing, because it's like, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to tend our plantations after that? That's why during the Reconstruction era, which was immediately after the Civil War, a lot of slaves, or former slaves, freed uh, African Americans, a lot of them stayed on the plantations and essentially worked for nothing because they had nowhere else to go. Because they've lived the majority of their life, if not their whole life, on these plantations working for these specific families. They didn't, they weren't allowed to own homes of of their own. They had to live on the plantation. You know what I'm saying? So once the war ended, they had nowhere to go. Like, yes, they were free, but now they're completely displaced. They don't have homes. They don't have family, really, outside of what they know. Because families were split up and separated left and right, so they don't even know who's alive or where they are or anything like that. And so a lot of the plantation owners in the South were like, well, you can stay here, you know, and we'll pay you some. They didn't really pay them anything. Or, like, hardly anything, like the most bare minimum that they could. Like a penny? Yeah. You know what I mean? And but they but it gave them a place to live, it gave them a job, technically, you know what I'm saying? It was what they were used to. And so like that practice continued for quite a few more years wow. also. Yeah. Messed up stuff, bro. Yeah. Slavery was never a good idea. I never paid attention in high school. That's okay. Now I'm just like, what do you mean? Yeah. I was always super but, into history. But nobody ever explained it like cause in in a because I'm like a teacher. Well, because we talked about this in history, they only talked about things separately. They never talked right. about like it was one continuous. Yes. Thing, so I never put two and two together. Yes. Because I I was like, okay, this is completely separate from this. But like, really, it's all the you same. can't. Yeah, all of it bleeds together. Yeah, and nobody ever, at least not in Laredo, like they never. Yeah, do that. no, they didn't do that really for me either. Like I I still am so shocked that the American Revolution, like. George Washington and all that happened at the same time as the French Revolution, like Marie Antoinette, King Louis XIV, whatever. Because every time I think about, like, Marie Antoinette, I'm like, oh, 1500s. Mm-hmm. But no, the French Revolution was sparked because of the Declaration of Independence. Because they wrote their own kind of Declaration of Independence, and that's when that started. It was in the 1870s. Yeah. And I'm like, or not the 1870s, the 1780s. My bad, flipped the numbers. Yeah. The 1780s, and I'm like... I didn't learn that until college in an English class. Wow. Because we read the two declarations side by side, and I was like, oh. I was like, <laughs> got it. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I don't know. These history teachers need to, like, be retaught or... Something, yeah. Because I, I, like, didn't know. Like, I'm still, like, I'll still learn things <laughs> that... Yeah. That go together, and I'm like, what? Yeah, or like the Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire lasted until the end of World War One. See, I had no idea. Yeah. Like I knew it was. I learned that from a YouTube video. (laughs) Like the Ottoman Empire literally lasted until 1918. Wow. I, like, I, and started in, like, the 1200s. Like, I knew it was a long time, but I didn't know it was that long. Me either. It was like, okay, it's the longest reigning empire. Moving on. Yeah. Also, I don't know how your school did it, but we hardly ever learned any world history. Our world history was trash. And I'm tutoring now. And two of my kids that I tutor are in global studies, which is world history. I have learned so much. 
by tutoring these kids. Because it's basically, sometimes I'll go, and I'm reading the textbook, and then I go, oh, it's like this, and I re-explain it, and they go, oh, and I was like, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I still have to sit down and read it first, because some of the stuff, I'm like, I have no idea. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, um, my major is geography, and I'm mm-hmm. like, so I'm taking two, two geography classes, and I'm learning so much. And I'm yeah. Because he's also like, he's like, if you're going to be in geography, you need to know history. Exactly. Like, I expect you to. So he teaches it to us, and I'm like, oh my God, like, I never knew any of this. I think it's so funny when people I'm say not- that they hate history. Because in all actuality, you cannot have any other subject without history. Yeah. Not even English. Like, and I, you know how big of an English person I am. Yeah. But the thing that I love the most about English is looking at how the history of that time period affected the things that were written and how they were written and, like, why they're that way. Because that's a big part of it. And no one ever really talks about that. And I'm like, you can't... I'm like, you can't really have the history... You can't really have the English without the history. Same with math and science. If you don't know where any of this stuff comes from or what it, like, you know, what it was originally used for, what's the point in doing it now? I had a... Uh, like maybe it's the same thing I think mm-hmm. it's along the same lines I had a it was in high school and one of my professors or one of my teachers sorry, was like oh this this but it, the x is always going to be zero and somebody was like well why and he was like you know I don't know it just is he's like it, I don't know it just is and he was like nobody's ever asked me that yeah and so it was just yeah. Like, well, why, how do you how are you gonna not know where it's coming from? Exactly. Yeah. I put them in there. Like, try it. Even whenever I touch, like. Even whenever I taught Sunday school, we did a lot of history. Hey! Don't do that. You don't throw things, Oliver. No, sir. You don't do that. Who told you you could throw things? I got you juice like you wanted. Stop throwing it. Okay, we get it. You push it away. Stop. What? Are you hungry? Yes? Are you hungry? No, he doesn't care. Anyway, even teaching Sunday school, you have to use a lot of history. Because it's, 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 it's history. It's all history. Mm-hmm. The Bible is history. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't... Yeah, we learned, actually, like, two again, in geography class, we learned with the Bible, like, uh-huh. why Christianity, Islam, and Judaism have, they all have this, Israel is their... Yeah. Their holy land. Yes. And we, we learned why. Yeah, it all like, happens at the same time. Yeah, he was like, it all, like, don't you think it's a coincidence? Like, nobody ever told you why? And so he found, found out, and I was like, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. actually. Yeah, because, I mean, they... And it's so interesting, too, because, like, even Muslims believe in Jesus Christ. They don't believe that he was the son of God, but he's a prophet yes. in their religion. Same with Judaism. It's open, buddy. Um... The Jewish people believe that Jesus was a prophet. They don't believe mm-hmm. that he was the son of God, but they believe that he was a prophet. Yeah. And so all of that, like, ties in in that same area. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I love history. I had a professor once tell me, and this blew my mind. This was last semester. 
because we're talking about history and she because she taught social studies and it was a social studies class she goes what's the best way to teach social studies and everyone was like chronologically and she goes why and we're like because it's in order she goes why do you have to teach it chronologically like everything ties together why do you have to go in order why can't you go in chronological order backwards start from the newest stuff go to the oldest and we were like, why can't you do it by, like, event? And then, like, talk about a specific event and then talk about the things that came before it that influenced that event. And we were like, what? <laughs> we are like, what? But it makes so much sense because it's stuff like this where we've just talked about, like, this whole aspect of, like, the revolution, but then that led up to the Civil War and then that led up to this and this and this. And, yeah. like, it all stems from whenever the Spaniards first came to America and yeah. were doing all of this. So, like, it's the same thing. Like. Yeah. That's crazy. I love history. I never thought about that. Me either, because I've always been like, you gotta go chronologically, yeah. you gotta start at the beginning, and and you know what? Here's my thing, too. This is kind of off topic. I have never been a fan of Texas history that much. I don't like... I don't like that we do state history in school. I know that it's a thing in other states also, but not. I don't think all of them do it. Maybe they do. I don't know. But I don't really like it. It kind of seems a little arrogant to me. Um, especially considering the fact that there's so much of American history that goes untouched and untalked about until you're in high school. And even then, sometimes you don't get to it. So I'm like, why are we doing American history? Same. So I'm like, why are we doing American history every other year to start the same way and end with the Civil War and never get past that until we're juniors in high school and only then if we're only in AP? Yeah. And then we have no world history. Not really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, why are we wasting our time with state history when you can just include the state history and the American history part? Yeah. Especially for a place like Texas. Yes. Because that, it just fits all right in with the whole 1800s stuff. Yeah. Manifest Destiny right before the Civil War, all that. Just throw it in there. Especially because not a lot was really happening in the country during that time. Yeah. Like, most of the stuff that was happening in the in the country from, like, the 1810 to, like, 1850 was all political. You know what I mean? So, like, that would be a perfect time to introduce this stuff with the Texas Revolution, whatever. Especially because most of Texas history... Most of Texas history that we focus on is the revolution aspect of it. Yes. Like, how many times do we talk about the oil boom in history? Not very. <laughs> like, it's a big deal in Texas, I know, but you don't, you talk about it for like a day and you're done. Yeah. How many times do we talk about the original settlers in Texas? Again, like a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're going to spend a whole year, especially because the whole like first half of the year is talking about the Native American tribes that were here first. And it's like, you can just do a whole map of the U.S. Be like, here's where everybody was, and here's what they were doing. Like, because yeah. you do it anyway in U.S. history, yeah. but it's only on, like, the East. So I'm like, just all of it. bring it all together. Yeah. And it's not like we don't learn other states' history in U.S. history. We learn I about know. California. We learn about Utah. Like, okay. gross. Stop. That's gross. We learned about okay. Florida, New York, like all the eastern things that were originally yeah. colonies, all of that. We learned about Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, like, because with all the different accents of the past. So, yeah. 
if we're learning about those states, why can't we just learn about our own state encompassed in the whole thing? Then you get more history done. Because think about it. You can spend, like, fifth grade doing the basic stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have sixth grade that's, like, basic world history. But then you can do seventh and eighth U.S. history, but one being the first half and the other being the second half. Yeah. And then you can do high school, do geography, and then you can do world history, first half, second half. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Uh, You need to become the chair director of education. I know. I need to be the state's curriculum director. Yeah. See me in the next 50 years as a state's curriculum director, (laughs) high-key, with my doctorate in education that I don't want. (laughs) Put on the vision board. After my dad. My dad says I'm going to be the president of UTSA in 30 years. I'm like, you know, probably. (laughs) Like, I can see it. And I was like, I was like, 30? I was like, that's really quick. I was like, maybe like superintendent. He goes, oh, no, you'll be superintendent in 10. (laughs) You'll be the dean of your college in 20 and then the president of the whole university in 30. And I was like, got it, it, dad. Thanks. Big dreams there, buddy. (laughs) But again, he knows that I'm exactly like my mom. And we're both the type that if we don't like what's happening, we rise to the top and we fix it. <laughs> Versus waiting for other people to fix it. Yeah. We're like, we'll, we'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, just let it. That, yeah. like how, how it was bugging you, and I was like, well, let's go talk to yeah. the president. Yeah. Yeah. Emailed him. <laughs> yeah. We got a meeting, didn't we? So, like, there's been things that I didn't like in choir in the past, like a church or whatever, then I just kind of started heading the choir. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it just yeah. happens. I my mom is now the president of the school board, like, yeah. and has been for the past, like, four years. Nice. <laughs> so, same thing. She started as a member. Now look at her. She's, like, the president of everything that she does. She's yeah. the director of everything that she does. Cool. Even in her job, she's, it's her boss and then her. Congrats, Maria. I know. What a blessing. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, who knows? Maybe I'll change. Dude, if I was a curriculum director. Who, buddy? Who, buddy? You want to talk about a liberal education? <laughs> People would riot. <laughs> like, here's what we're doing, guys. <laughs> They'd read the syllabus, maybe. They'd be like, what? <laughs> All new textbooks. Let's go. <laughs> Don't make it whitewashed. We're telling the whole history. I want the whole truth. I want all the, the women in it. <laughs> Put them back in there. <laughs> Take the men out. Yeah. So we can see how it is on their side. Put them in at the end. Yeah. All the white men that we so glorify... Back of the book. We don't care about it. (laughs) I want to hear about the people of color. I want to hear about the women. And I want to hear about the natives. That's it. (laughs) Nothing else. (laughs) Oliver, don't do it. So, yeah. So, I love history. This was a fun episode for me, actually, because it is neat. Yeah. I I could teach history. I like learning. See, now that, now Oliver... Now that I can, like, go and research it myself and yes. it's not in this stupid textbook that almost has half of it, yes. I learned so much more. Mm-hmm. So, like, through this podcast, I've learned, like, so much because I can go in we and look it up. have to research stuff. Yeah. Especially because, again, talking about that, like, wanting to hear the other side of things, like, textbooks... Don't do that. ...are written by the winners. And that's it. And in most of history, the winners are the rich white men. So, like, you don't really get full history from a textbook. You get one side of yeah. history from a textbook. I had a friend one time. I had a friend one time in one of my college classes, and he said that whenever he was in a different class, somebody said, why don't we ever hear about women in history? And he goes, well, 
it is called his story for a reason. Mm-hmm. We're like, whoa! We're like, what? Yeah. But it makes so much sense because that's who right. Think about the things that we read in English class too. How many things do we read by people of color? How many things do we read by LGBT writers? Like, guess what? They were there. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn that Virginia Woolf was bisexual till college, and she's a prominent writer that everyone knows her name. Like. James Baldwin, I've heard his name in passing before, never read anything by him in school. He was black and gay. Oh, wow. No one hears about that. Like, it's just... <laughs> I get so aggravated. I'm very passionate about education. <laughs> I just hate... That's what I've always hated, like, the one-sidedness. Yes. It's like, because only winners get to tell how... Like, because with the... Like, the... The line in the dirt. Yeah. Like, like, no, that didn't happen, no. but they wanted to show. The winner wanted exactly. to show. Exactly. This power that, yeah. the, that the people of the Alamo had. Also, what I've learned from this episode is that the Alamo shouldn't even have happened. Like, yeah. they should have just followed orders and not fortified it, not Honestly. cared, and then the battle wouldn't have happened at all and nobody would have died. And then we would have just gone to, like, the... Is it... San Jacinto? San Jacinto? Yeah, whatever. but then the next thing that happened. Oh, the Battle of Colo... Colo- no, the, the one where now it. we got in, we got our independence, but then like we did away with slavery. The Civil War. Civil War, Civil War, Civil War. Yeah, I was like, what is it called? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we could have just gotten straight to that. Because like, I still feel like the whole independence thing would have been won without the Alamo. Yeah. Maybe not in 18 minutes, no. but I think it would have been won. Well, that was San Jacinto. But that's what got the independence. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, I still yes. think that that could have been the deciding factor. Yeah, and that's, yeah, yeah. That battle could have been what won the war. Wouldn't yeah. have been in 18 minutes because they didn't scream remember the Alamo, but I think it still was possible. Yeah, like... So it's kind of like hundreds of people lost their lives for no reason on both sides. Yeah, because let's say... Let's, let's look at it that way. So, battle, battle never happens. Yeah. Who... It... Who... The Texans won? Who won? Where in the Alamo? The Alamo? The Mexicans. All the Texans died. All of them. So then let's just, like, okay, that never happens. People still gotta live there. Yeah. And then one day they're like, hey, let's not do this. Like, we don't want... All this slavery and stuff. Because, see, that's the thing, though. The Battle of the Alamo was not the first battle of the Texas Revolution. It's just the one that's talked about. Which was first? Do you know which one was first? I don't know exactly which one was first, but I, th- it was one of the last battles. Oh, wow. So, like, the revolution was already happening. You just take that out, and you take all the people that were there and put them in San Jacinto, like, more manpower still would have won. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing that might have been different was that the Alamo would have been burned down sooner, but guess what? It still got burned down. Yeah. So, all these people lost their lives for literally nothing. Yeah. That's great. For a field trip spot. For a field trip. For a boring field trip spot. For for three words. Remember, Remember the, the Alamo. Alamo. So lame. So if you ever come to visit San Antonio, don't bother going to the Alamo. It's pretty boring. We gave you the full history right here. It's not really worth it. Trust me. Save your two hours. I hate when people who've never been to San Antonio come to visit me and they're like, can we see the Alamo? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, you can do that on your own time. I'm not taking you to that. <laughs> like, I don't care about that. <laughs> You're welcome. I only go to the Alamo to hunt for ghosts. <laughs> High key. High key. <laughs> it's 
popular. I've only it's ever popular. gone to film one thing for class that yeah. you went with me or to bring my Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> Since I've lived here, those are the only times I've gone. I've done the history part of it in my past on trips. It's fine. I've been in front of it. I don't think I've been in it. Maybe when I was smaller, I don't remember though. But I've passed by it yeah. when I went on the river walk, but I was like, I don't want to go in. Like, I don't really care. There's not much to it. It's mostly just a lot of plaques talking about what happened. And but if you are, yeah. But if you already know what happened, then. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> Especially because, like, none of the really original structures are still there. Yes, the top, that's not, the top so is not part of it. Yeah. It was just a regular square building. Yeah. And they just added the top to it. That makes me so mad that that's how you remember it. I'm like, that wasn't that there. That wasn't even there. <laughs> it was ugly. It was added. Remember, remember the Alamo before her glow up. <laughs> that was Changed probably added by the Dottie's of the Republic of Texas. Pro- oh, yeah, most likely. They're like, let's, Oliver, get down. They're like, let's make it look a little bit prettier, mm-hmm. and that's what we get. So, yeah. So, sorry for anyone we offended with this episode. Don't really care. Yeah, no. Um, you need to know the truth. Yeah. Because there's always two sides to every story. Exactly. Amen. Can that be a merch idea? There's always two sides to every story. That can be a merch Because we've talked about okay. that in a lot of episodes. So, oh, yeah. we're going to make some merch. Like, 100% actually going to do it. Like, some t-shirts. We're thinking probably I have a f- right now. Mm-hmm. There's two sides to every story. Yeah. Or and then our logo. Our logo. And I have a friend who I sent the logo to. He's gonna try to draw something up for to make it a better like T-shirt mm-hmm. design specifically. Um, so that's in the works. We can figure out the. There's always two sides to every story because we talk. We've done two sides every story in almost every episode. Yeah. <laughs> like whether it's a crazy side, the conspiracy part of it, or whether it's just the other part of history. Yeah. We've done that in almost every single episode that we've had of this show. So please, if you've never interacted with us before, this is the time. This, yes. This Let is us know time. who wants merch. And what sizes to get so we can actually do this and put in some orders. And possibly a collar. We'll let you know. Yes. It's probably going to be... I'm thinking black or white for now. Maybe, right. Maybe gray. Probably gray for the logo, depending, because it's like yeah. that gray gradient. Yeah, you know? well, that's what, depending on how it comes out. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's probably going to be black or white, but depending on how the gradients... The yeah. Fix, maybe gray. So. But just think black and white for now. Yeah. Let us know your sizes. We're probably... I don't know if they have... I'd have to look if they have, like, custom fits. But if anything, go for a unisex size. Yes. I would... Yeah. And let us know. Email us. Yeah. At friendsfriendspodcast at gmail. And they will be, like, for sale. We're gonna, like... We'll send them... We'll send them to you. I don't care. We'll mail them to you. We'll mail them to you. If we see you, we'll hand it to you. Exactly. So let us know for real. Sizes... We'll Color ideas, we'll how many you. shirts you want, and then any money that we would get from this would go immediately back to the podcast. Yeah. Like, we, you know, like, yeah, we need mics. We need mics for sure. We, you know, like, everything from this would be podcast driven. It's not like we're going to use this to buy our groceries. Like, yeah. calm down. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah. We're going to figure out a price, but as of now, I when I checked last, it wasn't. More than twenty dollars a shirt. Right. I think it was like sixteen or fourteen. Right. Which and I mean, awesome. most shirts that you get anywhere is gonna be yeah. around yeah. ten 20. to twenty bucks. Yeah. So. So yeah, we'll even help help you, not help you pay it. Like, 
we'll ship it to you. Yeah, for sure. We can, do we that. can take care of the mailing yeah. stuff. Yeah. So you just gotta pay for the shirt. Exactly. So and let us know. Give us a place to send it. Send us like privately DM us yeah. an address <laughs> to send it to. Don't but post it on Facebook. Do not page. post it on Facebook. Don't post it on Twitter or Instagram. Just send it to us in a private message on those platforms or email us. Either way. Or if you know us personally, I guess you could text us. But yeah. <laughs> we need some interaction on our social media. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's in the works. This is the history of the Alamo. You can you know where to find us at this point. Email us at friendsdontletfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at friendsdontletfriendspodcast. Facebook at friendsdontletfriendsmakeapodcast. Twitter at podcast. Yep. Um, and then again, if you know us personally, you know how to reach us. Continue to give us ideas. Yeah. We only have a couple. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to brainstorm, but we're also, oh, I'm dealing with finals and I'm dealing with graduation. And page paper, like this is the last thing on my mind. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Hence why we haven't recorded until right now. <laughs> yeah, it was also Easter break. So yeah. That's fine. But like even throughout the week. Oh yeah. We, it's, it's fine. So. All good. But yeah, so it is the end of the semester. We're going to try to stay on a schedule, kind of, but if for some reason we miss a couple episodes, Tori's doing finals, I'm about to graduate, like, we got a lot going on. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out my summer schedule. Yeah. I'm taking two classes, trying to figure it all out. Yeah, so, but continue. Bear with us. But continue to give us topic ideas. We have a Google Doc going right now where we put potential ideas and new ideas on there. Yes. So please give us more of those. Um, and if you want another two-sided story, like let us if, know. Yeah, if you only know one side and you're like, I want to know the T. We'll, we we'll research it. Heck yeah. yeah. So let us know. And then tell us about shirts, sizes, yeah. colors, how many you need. Yeah, we can do that. So let's see. Friends can let friends fortify a hospital slash base slash church that they never should have fortified if they had listened to orders. <laughs> But friends don't let friends make a podcast.